Alex, I am so excited that you're going to be part of this series, these conversations with community managers. I think our audience is going to benefit so much from your experience. And I just want to thank you for being here with me today. Absolutely. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. So can we dig in? Can you just kind of give us a brief overview? Tell me a little bit about what your multifamily career has been like. Okay. So maybe I'll jump back a little bit to when I moved. I'm in Virginia Beach. Um, I moved here about 15 years ago and had no idea what I was going to do. Right. I mean, a lot of people come out of college. They know kind of what they're good at, but not exactly what they want to do. And I was a prime example of that. So long story short, I was a realtor for two years with Google Banker, did great, but didn't make enough money. So I found a leasing consultant position on Craigslist, if that dates me at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just went for it, um, not really knowing what the position was, but just that it's sales, marketing, pretty much not a typical day, sounded right up my alley. Got the job at one of our B communities um, called West Winds Apartments. Then I moved and my commute was too long. So I went to my manager and said, I love this. I just don't think I can do this commute. At, you know, she said, we want you to stay. We're going to give you an assistant job at a different community. So three months now I'm an assistant, which is great because all of a sudden I had more responsibility, which I loved still didn't really know what I was doing, but I was winging it. Had, um, had a great time at that community, learned a lot. Um, and then uh, before I knew it, I was a property manager at a luxury community that I'm at now, Mid-Tenant Town Center. And I just feel like I kind of fell into my niche. You know, they say, if you don't know what you want to do, you just got to step out there and try. And that would be kind of what happened to me. And I'm lucky. <laughs> I, I love hearing that because I think so many people, myself included, like I stumbled into leasing for that same reason that I was like, I love that this is just no, no two days are the same. And I had a similar experience too, where I quickly found myself in, you know, the, the role of, of a manager, even quicker than I thought I would ever do. I didn't realize mm -hmm. it was going to be a career. I'm curious though, what do you think really set you up having only done leasing for a few months? then going to assistant and then getting to do a luxury community, which you don't always just get a luxury community. No. What do you kind of think were those stepping stones? Was Did you do something different or cultivate certain qualities? Yes, I really think so. I, I'm drawn to people, right? We're in this business, we're in sales. So everybody around me, I would train and almost nurture, even when I wasn't in a supervisory role, I found that I was picking it up so quickly that people were coming to me asking me, how do you do this? And actually, another thing that kind of set me apart is I wasn't scared to go to my supervisors with my new ideas. This is at a time when we didn't do resident events yet. And I can say that the first resident event that we did was called a chilling grill. And I couldn't even believe my manager went for it. And I was like, we want to party with the residents. Like we want to get to know them one-on-one. -on -one. Next thing I know, we're grilling out with our residents, and then it kind of just took off from there. So I just kind of think that because I wasn't timid and I wasn't scared to kind of go for it, it kind of set me apart. I think that is a huge differentiator because I think a lot of people, they're a little nervous, like, well, I haven't, I haven't done this yet, or I haven't earned yeah. stripes, but I feel like by letting your 
like what you were good at. You let that shine through that you were good with people. And I, I feel I keep coming back with every conversation managers that do really well. They don't forget that the people are at the heart of everything that we do. And I think that is that's huge. So okay. I know though these this job is not without its challenges. What are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome, especially as you've become a property manager and no doubt on a luxury community, what are some of those that maybe are unique to that type of a, an environment? So first and foremost, when you are in a leasing role or even an assistant manager role, a lot of times your peers see you at their same level. And so to transition from being an assistant to a property manager, is kind of a tough one because yes, there are challenges with the job, but like you said, the people are at the heart of it. So learning how to supervise all different kinds of people, all different personalities was honestly my most challenging part. You don't want anyone to be mad at you. You want them to do a good job, but you also need to gain their respect. And I think that I did that by working right alongside them. You know, whatever needed to be done, I have and I always will do whatever needs to be done. And I think that that's how you earn the respect of the people that work with you. That's huge. Um, I think that when others have a closed door policy and they're always behind a a desk in an office and their team doesn't see them, their residents don't see them, that divide becomes really big where people feel like we're not on the same team anymore. So do you feel though that this year specifically, like with everything that's gone on, how has this year been extra challenging and what have you done to really like navigate this uncertain time? So this year has been crazy. It's bananas. <laughs> Let's just say it. It's been COVID crazy. It's been COVID crazy. <laughs> Not to mention that I have a almost six-year-old that's in kindergarten. And I was pregnant last year because my daughter's almost one. And my husband works in this industry too. So we're not in a position to work from home. So, you know, a lot of times I talk about the people that work with me or for me, I call them my work family. But, you know, I realize that they all have personal lives because I do too. Um, So it was nuts. What we did though is it was challenged us in such a great way. So a big part of what we do is engaging our residents resident retention, and then of course, marketing. They they go hand in hand. We had to figure out different ways to reach out to not only our residents, but to new residents. So we found that we could still do resident events, but we just had to do them on a different scale. So we did scavengers hunts. We implemented grabbing goes. Um, We taught them about safety and precautions and My maintenance team, God bless them. I mean, they're still going into people's apartments, but they're doing so in a safe manner. So really it was just about creating a plan and implementing that plan. And I think that we did a great job with it. As soon as we found out that we were closing our office doors, we met. Safely, of course. Right. We have to get together, right? Like you- We we had to. Yeah, we just devised the plan right then and there. what maintenance was going to do, how they were going to safely, you know, sanitize these buildings, complete the work orders, because life still goes on in property management. They have not missed, nor have we, a day of work. And to me, that is so commendable. I feel, I really, really appreciate that. And so do our residents, because we were still able to somehow, amongst the chaos, engage with them. So, I mean, we just, we just changed what we did. You just have to roll with it. 
So you really felt like you guys also had to be flexible, I'm sure, because yeah. I'm sure once you made plan one, did you have to adjust that plan throughout the year? Absolutely. And we're still adjusting. But I think that this has been a really good time for those in the property management field because you kind of come out of your comfort zone. And for me, that's how I grow. And my team is phenomenal and they're so creative. So now it's like, okay, out of the box, we need them. We need those out of the box ideas. How can we do this differently? And we just have, I mean, we still have people. We just did an Earth Day pickup event where we had all of our residents, we made t-shirts, tote bags, and it just built such a community feel. We were doing something great together. And it's just a different way for us to interact with them safely, of course, and make a difference in our community, which is exactly the whole goal of what we do. Well, and I think that for those people like your team that really showed up well for their residents, I almost feel like in these critical, like the crisis times, when you can show up well, it almost makes more of an impact than when you're doing all these, like, I mean, the extra stuff is great, but when they see that you're going to like carry through on just the essentials, like you said, your team showing up, your maintenance doing what they needed to do, and then throwing in the fun, I feel like that makes a lasting impression with residents, don't you think? Absolutely. They appreciate the one-on-one the small little details are what they remember. So we're in a pandemic and we're figuring out how to move somebody in without even seeing them contactless. We are now, of course, but at one time. So here we are organizing this with them. Okay, this is how you're going to get to the door. And we made it work. We've stayed 99% occupied this entire time. And I am so grateful for the residents that have hung in there with us. Alex, that's so cool to hear. I have to ask you though, because you know, I'm we're meeting today for the first time and I just can feel like you're just such a positive person. How do you how did you maintain that with two little ones at home, your husband in the industry? Like I'm sure you had those hard days. Like what kind of give me the nitty-gritty? Like, how did you really get through it on a personal level to show up for your team and your residents? So I used to drink Red Bulls all day. <laughs> no, really though, I love what I do. I just feel like if you if you find what you actually love to do, you don't mind coming to work. And I actually enjoy it. And you know, everything I do, I do for my family. So for my six-year-old who kind of gets it now, for him to see that we're up every morning and we're going into work. I want them to respect me when they get older and we're actually doing something so great. We're helping people find their home. And a lot of times they are here for a long time. So as the manager, it's my job to make sure that I create and promote a positive atmosphere and environment for the rest of my team. Always, no matter what I've ever done, that was my first and biggest goal. And I want them to know that I have their back, you know, personal, professional, you might have a bad day. It happens. Everybody does. But this is like their safe zone. You know, we have a good time in here. We work hard. We play hard. And I just think that that keeps employee morale up. Yeah, I heard two really great things there. I thought you really have connected your why with what you're doing at work with your home and like the what you want to present for your your children, your family. I thought that's really important. I think a lot of people don't connect the why 
And then I also love that you said that really as the manager, you set the pace for the team. So acknowledging the bad days is okay, but then, okay, what do we have to do? How do we bring it? How do we encourage each other? Absolutely. And absolutely. It sounds like you guys were able to, to do that for each other. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty during this past year and I, there was a lot of tears in my office and a lot of different emotions from, you know, my employees, from residents, because everyone was scared, me included, you know, we were scared, the unknown. And now I have, you know, everybody at work. I want to keep them safe. I want to keep my residents safe. Of course, I want to keep my family safe. So we just did what we know and we just did our job and took care of everyone around us. And that's the best we could do. That's awesome. So I know you've had some highs in your career. You won property manager of the year for Tidewater Builders Association. Is that right? Yes. So for the Virginia Apartment Association, what do you think helped you do that? Like you've shared a lot of your kind of your I feel like it's like your core value of like, bring your best. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you feel set you up for that kind of an award? Absolutely. So support my regional Keisha. She's been my mentor since day one. And it's so great to feel like you have someone above you that has your back. Just how I say, you know, personally, professionally for my team, same there. Of course, with my VP Vivian too, they're just so great. So you know, as I was learning and navigating through property management, to be able to go to them and get solid, sound advice has been priceless. Okay. And then in addition to that, they don't micromanage me. They allow me to do my thing. And by giving me that power to make those decisions on my own, it's allowed me to excel, I would say, even quicker. That's incredible. So can you tell me a little bit more, like, what did they do when you think when you say they have my back, they've been my mentor, what are some specifics? If like, say a supervisor's listening or even a manager, that's like, yes, I need to show up for my team. What did you feel? What makes you feel like they've got your back? When you go to them with a question and they say to you, okay, tell me what you think that you, how you want to handle this. And they listen to you and they allow you to do it. It's just about train. The best way to train someone, I think, is to have them come to you with their information and think it through. Don't just tell them what to do because it's never going to help them in the long run. And what they have done for me is allow me to process it, come to them with my ideas, and then maybe tweak them. But then in addition to that, if I ever was unsure, like when they told me I was going to be a property manager out of the blue, I was shocked. I, I was speechless. And they just have always told me, you got this. You got this and we're never going to let you fail. And if you ever feel like you need something, we got your back. And it's just that support that solidifies the confidence that you need to, to get it done. So it feels like a safe place to try yeah. things and to- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, it's not, I think that's one of the things that we've really tried to do this year is almost adopt like, okay, we're going to try it. It's an experimental mindset where- when you try some things, some of them are going to work, some aren't, yeah. but like a team feeling safe to do that, I think allows for really cool opportunities. How have That's you so now cool. implemented that with your team? Like, what is your way of building morale with your team, building culture? Because culture is so cliche. Everybody says it now. What do you yes. do to actively build culture? So first and foremost, when I hire someone, I prefer them not to have experience. Okay. 
Well, I really do. I mean, and I know a lot of managers are like, no way. I love it. I love it. What I look for is an honest individual. You can tell, you know, in a snapshot of an interview, you can tell their personality, but you don't really know what they know. Mm -hmm. So what I look for is someone that's honest and willing to give 110%. And I feel like I've been so blessed because the people that I have had on my team that I do now and I have in the past all show up. They're ready to work. They, you know, you can teach anyone a job. You can teach anyone a job, but what you can't teach them is how to get along with others and work ethic. So here we start Mondays with Motivational Monday. We have team meetings after we do a deadline of reports. Um, we'll throw out a quote. We'll talk about last week and we'll make goals for each specific individual on what they want to accomplish. And a lot of times I let them make the goal. And if I don't think that they're being um, ambitious enough, I'm like, oh, come on, you can do more than that. <laughs> but, but really like that empowers them. You know, you allow them to make the goal for the week and then you watch them meet that goal. It's amazing. Um, and then of course we do, we all attend our resident functions, but since COVID right now, things are a little funky. So we'll do resident or excuse me, we'll do team lunches. We just did one on Friday. Um, and we try to do that once a month, but we communicate so consistently. It's really more like a family and then it's just easier to get things done. I, I love these conversations because I learned so much too. I know that having that Monday kind of powwow is, I'm, I'm surprised by how many people don't do it. But what I think that you do that's so unique is giving people the attachment of them setting their goal and then you being the cheerleader. That's like, yes. okay, like, yeah, we could do that, but couldn't you do a little more? And absolutely, I, I feel that puts confidence in somebody. Don't you think if you're like, my manager yes. thinks I can do it. Yes. Yes. And I can honestly say I learned that from my mentor because she's like, you got this. And, and I've never been one that doesn't have a lot of confidence, but when you're in a new role, yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds kind of silly. And my husband told me not to say this today, but I'm going to say it anyways. I consider myself an entertainer first. It's a joke that we have, but it's my job to pump them up. If someone's having a bad day, I guarantee they walk in my office. It's going to turn around. And, you know, I joke with them. We work hard. We play hard. But they know that I really care about them and I want the best for them. So I'm the head of the ship. I got to... I got to keep everybody happy. And the best way to do it is just by really caring about them. Yeah, that's huge. I'm glad you shared and you didn't listen to your husband. <laughs> I think it's good that you said it because I always say that with our team. I'm like the one with the strongest, best energy can turn a room around. But if you've got that person that isn't, and, you know, as a leader, you try to bring it every day. I've been guilty myself, but I can see when I don't come into our team meetings with the same level of energy, it's not the same thing. So you're right. As a leader, we have to, you know, bolster ourselves up. How do you keep yourself motivated to do that? Like when you have the bad day, do you have any tricks to get yourself back in a good spot? Yes, I meditate. I will take five to seven minutes on an app you know, like a little YouTube or a Google app and I will meditate. I really enjoy doing yoga. However, I don't really have the time to do it with my two little ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I will take five or seven minutes and sometimes write at my desk and just breathe and just become mindful and just give yourself that time to reset. 
And then you can, you, you know, when you're all upset and you're all frazzled, nothing productive is going to happen. Right. So meditation has been amazing for me. So you force yourself to take that time even amidst yes. chaos. Yes. And in addition to that, I usually about 30 minutes a day on lunch, I force myself to go for a run. And a lot of times I get my employees to go with me, <laughs> not, not maintenance. They are not, they're, they're, like they're, they're too busy already. Yes. But a lot of times I can get my rental office staff to go with me, even if they're apprehensive and you come back and they're like, oh, we can't do this in 30 minutes. Yes, you can. If you step away for some, even if you did it for 15 and you took a walk and you got some fresh air, your endorphins go up, you get a new energy and you can kind of reset and come back and do a better job. Yeah. And it's like such a double win. You get the exercise, you get like yes. all those added benefits. And yes. I think we get sometimes so stuck at being at our desk and we think I'm going to power through this. And like you had said earlier, you rarely get actually anything productive when you're in that headspace. Yes. So, Absolutely. Um, what a team bonding thing too, to do. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It's so much fun. <laughs> So what are you looking forward to in your career? Like what are, I know you've got other goals out there. So what do you still look forward to? I do. So we are so lucky right now. We are building a second phase called the Constitution Apartments, which is just right, right down the street from where I'm at right now. So I will be managing both communities. I'll have two separate teams. So sort of like a mini regional position. And then I look forward to being a regional at my corporate office. That's awesome. So you're, I mean, that, that's a really cool thing. You're almost getting like a trial run at the supervisor role, which is really kind of perfect what you're doing in your style. You got it. And to be part of new construction, I have not done yet. So it's amazing to me just going over there. uh, When I first walked it, we got to the rooftop and there's a skyline view of Virginia beach town center. And it's just so gorgeous. I started to tear up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like your third baby. Oh, very emotional. Yes. <laughs> and I was just so excited. And, you know, it's going to be a great new challenge. It already is. We open in November. So I feel like bopping back and forth. It gives me extra energy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, when you slow down, I feel like I don't get as much done, but I'm bopping back and forth. And I feel I'm like, oh, this gives me life. Like I'm, I'm good. I got this. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's really, that's really exciting. Congratulations. I, I you. hope you can do this again sometime and I'll hear kind of about your experience when you're on the other side of it. So <laughs> me too. Thank you. So Alex, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? Any tips, tricks, anything else that you want to kind of leave there for people to connect with? I really just wanted to get across to everyone that you can do it. If you think you have a weird, crazy, out of the box idea, it's probably gonna be memorable. So you should try it. (laughs) You should try it because the crazier, sometimes the better. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Trial and error. We are in different times, but even if we weren't in this business, in order to keep up, you need, need to be able to move and shift and change and if you need fresh ideas. So my best advice is just to go for it and surround yourself with positive people and you'll be successful. 
Well, I feel like that if, if I could get the secret sauce that was yours, that's what I would sum it up because you, I put it out there. Like I want to have conversations with great managers and you were like one of the quickest to respond. And I thought, <laughs> I love that. Cause I feel like people don't often put themselves out there for opportunities and you never know what opportunities are out there from the connections that we make, which I think is so, such good advice. There was so many takeaways. I'm just kind of in my mind recapping <laughs> some of the things that you shared. And I think for those listening, what I got from you is one, being open when an opportunity knocks. So at the three month mark, when you were thrust from leasing to assistant and then eventually to manager, I feel like you were ready because you were open to the opportunity. Um, yeah. The other thing that I really loved was your um, perspective on mentorship. I think you saw the benefit that you've had with mentors, and then you really are bringing that in to your team. And I like that you're doing it in this non-corporate cookie cutter way. Like it's supposed to be fun. Would you say that like you're incorporating Absolutely. that, but still keeping yeah. it, you're still yeah. keeping it professional. Absolutely. We work hard, play hard. And as long as my team knows that we need to get it done, let's have a good time while we do it. Why wouldn't you want to be in a positive environment where I it's easier to share ideas where you feel comfortable. If you're in a rigid, you know, structure, you may not feel as comfortable to bring forth those ideas. So it really opens it up for a lot of new opportunities. So I think for someone that maybe, because, you know, we get a lot of people that listen that have been in this industry for 20, 30 years, they feel burnt out. They feel like they, yep. I think it's almost like this reset of permission to have fun. Remember why we do what we do. There's always going to be the crummy interactions that we have. Not everybody's going to be great. Not every day is going to be, you know, a party, but what I think that your energy really just shows how you're going to have to do that stuff anyway. Might as well bring, like, I always think yeah. about that. It's like, might as well bring, like, the best of you to it. You got it. You got it. Better. <laughs> we do the doggy DNA program here. So you actually, if you find dog feces, you actually have to pick it up. And so you just got to do it. You got to do it. You got to send it off. And you just got to make a joke about it while you do it and get it done. Because every day is absolutely not beautiful and rainbows. But you, the one thing that you can control is your attitude. So I try to do that. I think that's going to be the theme of this, this, this podcast specifically was really you yes. control the energy you bring that vibe. So Absolutely. this has been so much fun. I feel like now we can be real life friends because we, yes. yeah, we've had this time together and <laughs> I think it's going to be a shot in the arm for people that are feeling a little bit burnt out because I do think energy is contagious and you've got such a great energy. And Alex, I just want to thank you for taking this time and spending it with me today. Thank you. I enjoyed it so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. We'll do it again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you.